Hey there, Emerald listeners. This is How It's Reported. I'm Ryan Wynn, the podcast editor. Today we have... I'm Sydney Dauphiné. Sid Dauphiné is a book reviewer for The Emerald. She's also the assistant news director for a radio show at KWVA Eugene called You Own the News. Right now, she's reading I Am Yours by Riman Zaman. Is that right? Uh, I think it's pronounced Rima. Rima Zaman. Rima Zaman. Okay, so how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. So you're a book reviewer for The Emerald. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that sort of entails, I guess? Yeah, so um, in the first couple of weeks, for sure, it was pretty... It was pretty straightforward what I was doing um, because I was just doing book reviews. So basically, I would just choose a book that came out within the past couple of weeks. Um, I'd read it in maybe around a week and then um, write a review. (laughs) Write a review. So when when you go through the process of reviewing a book, what is that process like? You like read it clearly, but like what else is there? Yeah, um, I think I definitely... This might be a little bit too obvious, but I do my best work when I have a little bit more time. Um, so <laughs> when I'm not on like the tightest of deadlines, but a lot of times those are self-inflicted. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I read the book, obviously. Um, I take notes and I really try to um, discern common themes and maybe what the purpose of the book is. Um, and sometimes that is more obvious than other books. Um so it might take a little bit more time to read and actually like fully comprehend the book. Um, I take notes and I do research on the author, um, whether that be like biographical or like what they've written before. Um, and then I go from there. So when you applied to be a book reviewer at the Emerald, what sort of compelled you to rev- does anything compel you to review books to just sort of talk about and discuss them and to pick them apart? Yeah. So um, I have known for like pretty much my whole life that I wanted to be a writer. And pretty quickly, I figured out that I wanted to go into journalism. And I always felt like my love of art, like more creative art, um, was separate from my love of journalism. And I was able, actually, over the summer, I interned at um, Portland Monthly Magazine. And working there, they do a lot of kind of fun, easy breezy stories, but they also do a really good amount in like really high caliber arts and culture journalism, um, particularly focused obviously on um, artists in Portland. Um, And I just absolutely loved learning about all of these different artists and um, reading has always been like my (laughs) particular favorite thing. I've always had like such a deep, deep love for literature and poetry and fiction. Um, so being, I, I always love talking about it. Um, so I was like, why don't I combine the two things that I love the most? Yeah. So when you say high caliber arts and culture writing, let's try and dissect more what that sort of means. First, I was wondering if you could sort of help our readers understand what sort of distinguishes arts and culture journalism from news st- news like hard news perhaps yeah i personally don't think that 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 there is a completely clear like objective answer to that but i know for me a lot of the um more culturey side of journalism that i've been most interested in is focused on 
um, the people themselves who are doing these kinds of things and less on like the policies being implemented or something, if that makes sense. Um, because yeah, I'm really interested in, uh, the human aspect of, well, kind of everything. And (laughs) I find a lot of that in art. Um, so kind of bringing it back to what I was seeing at Portland monthly, um, the journalism that I was seeing and was like really hugely admiring, um, did a fantastic job connecting the impact that these people, these artists, these sort of trailblazers, if you will, not literally <laughs> like not the athletes, but, um, <laughs> but like the impact that they were having on the culture. When you say that there's not really a sort of clear line between arts and culture journalism and news journalism, what are the sort of similarities or at least some of the things that they may have in common if that makes sense, other than being like journalism, you know. Regardless, there is research that has to be done and it's still nonfiction storytelling. I feel like that's kind of a, I don't know, a really popular term here in the J school, but I do think that that's what it, exactly. Um, but I do think that that's what it is and you're telling someone else's story or the story of something that is happening and I think it's just kind of what it's about. So I was also wondering what's something that you do while reviewing a book that sort of may surprise people, something that you don't necessarily think that people know about, how like book reviewing works? I don't know about that because I don't know what people's thoughts on book reviewing is, um, which is strange. I feel like I would have or maybe even should have asked some of my friends or something before, like, what is it that you think that I do? Or like, um, I don't really know what any misconceptions are because I don't know if it's something people think about a lot. Okay. Something that our listeners may be wondering is like how you get the books that you review. Do you like read, do you like buy them or do you like, are you getting paid? No, she's not getting paid. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm definitely not getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so it depends because sometimes, and especially when I was starting out, I would always buy the books that I was reading. And then I was like, oh, these are brand new books and this is getting really expensive for like a job. Um, See, before I'm not getting paid. So it was like coming (laughs) out of my pocket and then I was like, there must be a better way to do this. So then I talked to one of my editors and I was like, what is the better way to do this? And um, she basically suggested like reach out to the publishers ahead of time and then you could get like advanced copies of the book books to review. Um, So I've been doing that and there are also sometimes some angels um, publicists send <laughs> send um, copies of the book, their books, respective books, um, to the Emerald office just for me to review. I actually got this one the other day, like yesterday. It was so cute. It was by this um, author in Bend, Oregon. Um, and sh- she sent a copy of the book and then these two little pens that, so it's about like something, it's a mystery and it has to do with like the pharmaceutical industry. Um, and the pens are shaped like syringes and they're filled with this little like green fluid. It's so cute. I don't know. I'm a little suspicious about what that green fluid is though. Yeah. I thought it was ink, but it's black ink. So I don't know. Whatever. Wait, it's green ink? No, it's black ink, but it's like green fluid just like shaking around in there. What? That's crazy. So I was also wondering when you get those books from like those advanced copies, is there sort of like an expectation for you to, this is for our listeners, like an expectation for you to sort of have to write a good review of it? Or how do you sort of like navigate that? 
Yeah. Um, that was actually something that I really felt conflicted with at first because as a writer myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I know that these people are working so hard on their writing. Like I know what it's like to write something and to have someone, I don't know, criticize it so harshly. Like I understand that it's my job, but it just felt a little like, mm. um, but it's something that I've definitely gotten more comfortable with. And I have never and hopefully will never write a review that is just negative all the way through. And I don't think that I, I try to at least balance it out because I don't think that any writing is just all bad. I don't think really anything is just all bad um, as far as like, you know, art goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, Sometimes I do feel like a little bit more of an obligation, but I have to remember like it is my job to be honest and truthful and in a sense report on what I've been reading. Yeah. So I was also wondering how do you sort of choose the books that you're reading? Like, are you just like using Google or some other verifiable search engine? Yeah. Um, so a lot of times for the sake of conveniency, I do review the books that are sent to the Emerald office. It's like half conveniency because then I'm like, oh, great. I don't have to decide. Okay. Well, maybe one third conveniency. <laughs> um, the second third is the second um, third. right. That is uh, the cost effectiveness um, because I don't have to buy the book. Um, I'm on a budget. And, <laughs> um, but I forgot what I was saying. I forgot the third third. Oh, what about like the actual quality of the book? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, because I've gotten sent books that I'm just like really not interested in reading. And um, it's not that I'm not interested in reviewing them, but I know me and I know my schedule and (laughs) I am a college student. I do have a job. I do have like regular classes. um, And the nature of this position is I am working on a deadline. Um, so if it's a book that I have like negative interest in, then I'm not going to negative interest is maybe a good way to put it. (laughs) Right. So then I'm probably not going to read it on time or if I will, it'll be really careless. Um, so I know that it's not in my best interest or the authors to like do that work justice. Yeah. Speaking of like deadline writing, how do you read a book just like every week? Do you just do it that fast? Um, that's what I started out doing. And then a few weeks in, like maybe three to four weeks in, I was like, ooh, this is not a sustainable practice. Um, <laughs> so I started kind of branching out from just straight book reviews. Um, and now I'm like meeting mo- with more local authors and um, doing more like listicles of books that are coming out this spring or like books to read during Black History Month or something um, so that I do have a little bit more time to read and write my reviews. that just like changed so much like radio voice and then just yeah 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 (laughs) okay so before what you were saying about how there are books that you just have like no interest in reviewing i was wondering like is there a difference for you between the books that you're not interested in reviewing and the books that you're just not interested in reading as opposed to like for like personal interest you know if that makes sense Yeah. So one thing that I so do not feel comfortable reviewing is poetry and um, anything like as experimental as poetry, if that makes sense. Um, I just don't feel like I uh, have the 
extensive knowledge and stuff on that, even though it does super interest me. And I love, love, love reading just kind of anything with that really beautiful syntax. Um, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable reviewing it for fear that I may miss the point and not do it justice. And yeah. 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 So even on that, what, like when you read a book, is it sort of like a little scary to be like, what if I misinterpret this? What if I just miss the point? How does that feel? Yeah. I mean, I think that is something that I do worry about, but basically I write about what I know. I sort of write about my experience reading the book and what I did get from it and what I didn't get from it. Um, And I'm not really afraid to say like this was unclear. And I think the reader can interpret that however they want. Maybe if they read my review and then read the book and they're like, Sydney was wrong. That wasn't unclear. She (laughs) just missed it. Right. Exactly. Um, That's fine. Like that is so fine because it's I'm this is what I saw. This is what I read. And this is what I think. That's an interesting way to sort of interpret how that's an interesting process of reviewing a thought process, if you will. When you're reading books about perhaps experiences that you haven't necessarily have had, how do you navigate around that, that hurdle perhaps, especially with fiction books? Yeah. So as far as that goes, um, I haven't had much experience reviewing Um, like fantasy books so most of the books that I've reviewed are like pretty realistic and um, generally actually set in modern day Um, or yeah you not even necessarily fiction but like non-fiction maybe like autobiographies about like people who have gone through things that you haven't like how do you sort of work around that when you're writing a review of it if that makes sense yeah um, I think those are some of the best books because uh, it's something that I don't know about so it's like hearing those experiences whether they be fictional or not is like so valuable to me um but I think that not having that prior knowledge or prior experience through knowledge or prior excuse me not having (laughs) that prior knowledge through experience actually helps me um because I'm able to look at more of what the author did in their experience as opposed to their experience in compared to mine, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we're nearing the end of this week's How It's Reported, but I wanted to ask you a couple more broad questions. So in contrast of like strict news reporting, what would you sort of say is the importance of arts and culture journalism as it were, maybe outside book reviewing as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I just want to add to that. I am interested in more than just book reviewing. Um, I have been lately trying to branch out a little bit from book reviewing, doing more like music and music. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I think that the importance of arts, arts and culture journalism for me in particular really lies within like the local cultures and maybe even micro cultures, because I think that art really brings a community together and it is more often than not a display of emotions and it is really personal. So having arts and culture journalism there to interpret that and spread awareness of that and humanize this art even more than it already is, I think is so valuable to 
a society's empathy and cultural growth. And I, I don't know. That, no, that was a good way to end it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. To just sort of wrap things up. Is there anything that you're reading right now that you want to recommend? Not even for a review, just reading in general or some of your favorite books. Um, yeah, I, wow. I don't know where to start there. I'm reading a few books right now. I've been reading The Painted Bird by Jersey Kozinski for a few weeks now. Um, my friend Donnie loaned it to me and it is like by far the saddest book that I've ever read. Oh, Donnie's also a news reporter for the Emerald, just FYI. Yeah. Why is it the saddest book? Don't, don't spoil us. I won't. Um, it is just so heartbreaking it's basically about this small boy and he's an orphan and he's just traveling around and living with all of these different people and the kid does not catch a break it's like i think right after world war ii um and it's there is no happiness for this kid it is so awful but it is so beautifully written um but it's taken me so long to read because like I need that personal emotional healing whilst reading. But yes. as far as um, <laughs> favorite books go, um, I really love the author, Jonathan Safran Foer. He mm. wrote this book, um, Here I Am, and he wrote um, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. That's like one of his more popular works. Um, can't recommend him enough. Yeah, that's around it. All right. So is there any other things that you wanted to add before we wrap this week's how it's reported up anything that you want to impart upon our listeners um no not really i mean if you have anything that you would be interested in me reviewing um i personally do have some friends who are like i don't want to read this will you read it and then review it if it came out recently or wait (laughs) really (laughs) yeah i'm actually like i'm willing to do that there if it you know if it looks good which i am instilling trust in the listeners that they have good taste um do you want to share your contact info like your like your daily emerald email yeah um if you know how to spell my last name it's um s dauphine at daily emerald.com email me with uh tips suggestions (laughs) all right and that'll do it for this week of how it's reported i'm ryan Wynn, and i'm sydney dauphine